Welcome to Vantage Fishing Radio, where we discuss the hot bite and all things fishing. With your hosts, Dustin Clark and Lewis Chapman. Hey everybody, welcome back to Vantage Fishing Radio. I'm here with uh, my partner, Lewis Chapman, and myself, Dustin Clark. Uh, today, our episode is brought to you from The Quarry. Uh, it is a nice little pub or bar here in Lyons. Uh, and this place is amazing. You, you pay by the ounce, uh, which for some of us I know would be uh, you know, pretty taxing. Um, however, they have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, it looks about uh, 15 to 20 different beers on tap, which is uh, pretty awesome. Again, that's the that's the quarry here yeah. at, uh, at Lyons. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean... You pour your own beers. Like, you get done drinking your beer, you get up, you go pour another one. You know, no waiting on waitress, no waiting on bartender. Uh, try all the different ones. You don't have to pull a four beer. If you just want to try it, just pour a couple ounces, and it's pretty good. So I'm enjoying a tasty sour myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's good to be back on there. We've uh, been missing for, for a little bit. You know, been busy at work, had us hammered down, and a couple injuries, and uh, we're back to fishing and talking all about it. So where have you been, Dustin? Oh, yeah, you talk about those injuries, man. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a couple to my legs, a couple to my back. I know you had one. Uh, really, you know, taking care of yourself while you're trying to fish and not, and not overdoing it sometimes is uh, is the big thing. But uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, I've gotten the opportunity to bring my float tube out, and fishing has been phenomenal for me, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, today we went up to um, – Oh, what's the name of this lake? KOA. KOA Lake. Uh, we wanted to try our hand at some bass fishing uh, through the deeper in the water, and sure enough, it's 75 degrees. Uh, I got two really, really nice into the net. Uh, lost another one um, off of a bad hook set. But uh, overall, you know, really good fishing for me so far. Yeah, yeah. Today was was a lot of fun out there, KOA. Um, three bass myself. Uh, dark, dark green plastics seem to be the, the ticket. You know, pulling them from uh, close to shore under cover and things like that. And uh, good fights. And, you know, when we're on the float tube, we're using four-pound tests and ultralights. So everything's a big fight there. So those little chubby bass were uh, a lot of fun to catch. Yeah, you know, if we haven't stressed it enough. Uh, uh, so, you know, if, if Lewis and I haven't stressed this enough, uh, using the uh, the Berkeley minnow with, you know, as light as an, an eighth of ounce jig head um, hasn't been working or has been working for us quite well. Uh, I got the opportunity to uh, employ this technique at a, as a, at a reservoir that I've never fished before, uh, Stagecoach. Uh, my buddy and I decided one weekend, hey, we're just going to go ahead and get up and do it. And, uh, you know, got up way earlier than we possibly ever should have, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning to make that trek. Uh, going up over the pass, uh, 42 degrees in the morning. The only thing I think of is, God, that water's going to be chilly. I don't wear waders on my flow tube, so I always got to think about that a little bit. Uh, we get out there, um, put the deeper on the uh, on the pontoon boat, on the on the portable pontoon boat. I get out there, instantly start marking fish. Uh, I gotta hype this lake up just a little bit. Uh, Eighteen inch trout, rainbow is what I caught. Um, these little bad boys, oh, they can fight. Uh, they definitely put uh, some skill to the test. Uh, a lot of times, trout don't give that kind of fight that, that you're looking for. But uh, you know, several dove underneath my pontoons, in between my legs. Um, jumping out of the water, and you know it was it was an amazing time. And, and like I said, I went with a with another friend of mine uh, who wanted to go chase after pike, which 
we all know the, the CPW doesn't like the the Northern Pike word, but it was it was pretty it was pretty awesome up there. We uh, we we caught one pike. Uh, I think it was uh, about twenty four or twenty five inches. And uh, uh, to watch my buddy uh, have the, the the grin on his face to catch that on a pontoon boat, an inflatable boat, personal pontoon, personal pontoon, uh, with one of these toothy monsters was was amazing. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And then you're talking pike, and really now for maybe a week or two after Labor Day is the height of the best pike fishing in Colorado. So, you know, lakes like Spinney, 11 Mile, your stagecoach, any of these lakes that hold pike, they're going to be really going to want to fish them. Um, you know, Spinney and 11 Mile water temperatures are going to be just perfect for the pike. They're going to, they're going to be, they're hunting furious and ravenous. They're going to come up top water and hit things. Or, you know, and that'll be first thing in the morning. And as uh, the day goes on a little bit, start fishing a little bit deeper with spinner baits, crank baits. You know, rogues, things like that, uh, and you'll find success on pike. I know we'll be out pike fishing over the next few weeks for sure. And I uh, just ordered a bunch of rogues from Amazon. Amazon's my new Cabela's, it seems like. I'm finding all <laughs> sorts of great deals on there, you know, getting some books. Uh, I got a new hook shirt and then uh, bought out the rest of uh, some perch uh, Smithwick rogues. So I'm excited to get up there and use those and uh, catch all the pike. So I'm a little jealous you guys got to do that. Yeah, you know, uh, you talk about pike fishing. I know this weekend, possibly next weekend. Uh, you know, it's going to be all about the pike. And uh, uh, last year, at the, at the tail end of the season, I bought a, a suicide duck. So I get the opportunity to finally get my suicide duck wet. Uh, I wouldn't mind to see how it how it fares against your rogues. Uh, I'll be on a different boat this time uh, than you will be. So it'll be kind of a to see uh, who's got a different approach. I know you've been fishing uh, Spinney and, and 11 Mile for pike over the last two seasons to, uh, to really get to know them. And uh, I've only ice fished them the last, I think, two years uh, through the ice. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if I can't get that suicide duck to be blown up. Yeah, you know, hopefully you have better luck on that. You know, I, I bought a suicide duck when I first they first came out. I watched this video on YouTube of this guy in Canada or Minnesota or somewhere just blowing up the pike with a suicide duck. It was like the ultimate lure. Um, so far, it's only entertained me. hasn't attracted a fish whatsoever. So <laughs> I'm going to put my money on the rogues. Okay, okay. Yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. So, yeah, you know, uh, like I said, tooting the horn on stagecoach again. You know. Big rainbows that fight. Well, I mean, I consider an 18-inch rainbow. Uh, that's not uh, stock. That's a decent size rainbow. That's a decent size rainbow. Probably a few years old, depending on the lake. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, pike uh, feeding right off the rocks, and there's a pl plenty of rocky uh, ridges right there. Uh, I couldn't remember if it was the south or the north ramp. Uh, I'd have to go back and, and really take a look at everything. Again, I said I was following somebody else's lead on this one, and uh, I only did the research on the actual water. Uh, the one thing I will tell you, this time of the year, the algae bloom uh, is ridiculous. Uh, we're talking the top two feet of the water. Algae everywhere. It was clogging up lines. Um, casting and retrieving uh, made it a lot more difficult. So, uh, you know, using weedless spoons, uh, especially, you know, uh, the Panther Martin weedless spoon uh, seemed to work really well uh, for, for the bike at least. Yes. Yeah. You know, one thing about pike fishing in Colorado that I've noticed is like when I first got started in it, you hear about how toothy they are and how much they break you off. And everybody tells you you need to use steel leader, steel leader, steel leader. And, you know, it's hard catching a pike using steel leader. It's super hard. And, you know, most of our pike are in crystal clear mountain waters. So I'm pretty sure they're seeing that in your presentation. 
And to be honest with you, I catch more trout using steel eater than I do pike, which is just plain stupid, but I do. And so I've kind of switched away from it. I've, I've gone to using just more of a heavy fluorocarbon. I know I'm taking a little bit more of a chance, but uh, my pike hookups and, and, and catch rate has definitely gone up since I've just been using a heavier fluoro. You know, usually I'll use anywhere from a 20 to 25 pound test when I'm fishing the pike. Sometimes if I'm using a smaller lure, I'll drop it down a little bit there. And it's all about that hook set. You know, if you're quick on getting that hook set and you keep it out of those teeth, you're going to do all right. And, you know, when you fish with uh, buzz baits, blade baits, things like that, you know, for top water or just underneath, you got a lot of metal in there for the line that protects it. So you don't really need steel leader there. Yeah. You know, I, I got to echo that uh, just a little bit more because that 20 pound uh, floral in the wintertime, that's basically what I run on all my pike rods. I have 20 pound braid tied to a, a little overkill of a, of a, a 50 pound swivel that allows me to tie the 20 pound floral to it a little bit easier. Uh, but I have to echo it. it Using a steel leader, I've caught a few pike on it, um, but it really has never been 100% successful for me. I'm not saying that everything is. You know, we all have uh, our trials and tribulations and whatnot, but uh, uh, yeah, finding the best method for you is, is key there. Yeah. Well, and I want to tie this into our next segment. We're definitely going to have to refill our beers because we're sitting on empty here, so we're about to end this one. But, um, you know, one key tool when it comes to pike fishing is, is good electronics, you know, being able to mark and find those weed beds when you can't see them when they're in deeper water, finding that structure, and just having that GPS to mark where they're at so you can go back because those pike are going to be consistently year in and year out in the same areas. So that being said, our next segment, we'll jump into some fishing electronics. Hey, before we sign off, one more shout out to uh, the quarry, uh, the place where you can uh, fill your own beers and don't have to wait on a waitress. Well, we're back on our second second segment, full beers here. I got another sour, so uh, it's definitely a sipper. What'd you get? Same uh, thing? Same thing, yeah. It's definitely a, another, what do you, what do you another think? chug here. Uh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So what's the name of that uh, that sour again up there? The Ska one? We're getting the, the, the Moscow Mule is what he said. So you'd never think that when you're getting into a sour beer. But Wasaka. it's all Wasaka. So it's yeah, Wasaka Moscow Mule. Mule a, that, that sounds like a mixed drink, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but uh, awesome place here. Um, good assortment of beers on the wall. Not too many IPAs, which uh, they IPAs are just, there's just too many. It's good to get a, a good mixture, get away from them, in my opinion. So, but, uh, you know, we uh, broke into talking about a little bit of electronics and how they help you fish. And, and it sounds like you got a new electronics uh, purchase you want to boast a little bit about, Dustin. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, at the beginning of this uh, flow tubing season, actually what, what spurred me on, uh, I was out with, uh, with Lewis out at Bear Creek Lake, and he had brought his first-generation Vexlar ball uh, with an old cell phone and uh, was at least marking what we thought were fish. Uh, got to read some depths, which is great. You know, I mean, knowing what depth you're at versus having to guess is, uh, is, is key. And then water temperature. So I did some research into this, and uh, one of the, the top-of-the-line market pieces is called the Deeper. Uh, there's several out there. Vexlar makes one. Uh, Deeper makes one. Uh, there's the iBobber out there. Uh, I did a lot of comparisons with them, and, and I went with the Deeper Pro Plus. And the reason that I went with the Deeper Pro Plus uh, is because it has a built-in GPS. So first time out, I bring it out with me. I was out at uh, Monument Reservoir. 
or Monument Lake, because it's really not a reservoir. It's a little pond and monument. And it was tracking me everywhere I went. It was giving me the contour and the details of the lake, as well as marking fish. Um, I tried the narrow beam, the wide beam. I prefer the wide beam because it gives me a little bit more of a of a solid bottom versus the narrow beam, which has given me every nook and cranny and yeah. every rock underneath, uh, which has its advantages. So the deeper pro plus, uh, it's, it's a chargeable portable little ball that you can cast into the water that you can run off the side of your kayak or run off the side of your personal pontoon boat, run off the side of your float tube. Yeah. You know, and, and these mobile, uh, sonars are, are fairly new on the market. I bought a Vexlar ball maybe three years ago um, and, and absolutely love it. And it's like it's like comparing the Nintendo to like the the new Xbox One or whatever's out now. I mean, with what you're saying with the deeper. So it sounds like I need to do some upgrading. But, um, you know, as a shore fisherman, it's a great tool, too, because you can actually throw this on the end of a heavy line and, and cast these suckers out there and slowly bring them back. And you can map the bottom and scout and see what structure is underneath you there from the shore. I mean, so you're getting an advantage that used to be only for boaters. And the cool part is um, it sounds like those contours and all that structure, it's, it's mapping it and storing it for you, right? Yeah, so what it does is it, it maps it, it stores it on your phone. Uh, so if you are a shoreline fisherman, you throw it out, you bring it back, you throw it out, you bring it back. Because it has a built-in GPS, you're not just using it off your phone, the built-in GPS gives you the exact coordinates on the water versus being 50 feet away from your phone. So if you cast it out and bring it in several times, you're going to get a, a pretty wide swath of information about where you're casting your lure anyway. So um, let's say you're out of Chatfield and you cast out off of a point and you think it's 15 feet deep out there because you have bounced the lure off before. Well, you might cast it out there and say, oh, oh, really, that was that's 20 feet of water that I'm dealing with. But I have five feet of weed yeah. underneath it. So, you know, I'm really I'm dragging it across the weed line. So it stores it on your phone and then it allows you to upload it to um, the deeper. That's called deeper maps. You have to have a Google account to sign into it. But what's really cool about it is you upload it at the end of your day. You get back to your computer. You can click on any of the portion that you mapped and it'll give you the exact GPS location along with what the sonar read underneath. So if you found a school of bluegill and you went out there six times or seven times and they're constantly there for that time of the year, well, guess what? You've just created yourself a brand new waypoint for that time of the year to be on top of the bluegill every time. Yeah. Phenomenal. And that's awesome. And you know where that's really going to pay off is on top of the ice. Oh, absolutely. Because how many times have we walked endlessly drilling holes looking for that exact spot? I know you and me one winter, about two years ago, we went to Lawn Hagler because I had this little sweet spot for a crappie and sunfish through the ice. And you just get on them and it's just fish after fish. You can't even, can't even keep your hook baited. And, and if you find it, it's one of the most epic fishing days. But you can spend hours trying to look for it. And that day we didn't even find it. And had I had something like this in the past to market last time I was on this, we'd just be going back to it every time. So it saves a lot of frustration. Yeah, you know, during the, during the ice season, I use Vexlar, an FLX 28, uh, is my primary mode of, of fishing. You know, I, I use that to, to mark everything, and mm-hmm. my depths and all that good stuff. But if I get on top of a weed bed, I can easily drop this ball into the hole, turn it on, say, okay, Hey, there's my GPS location. It maps that one little tiny hole for me. And now I put it on a map or I write it in a little notebook. And every time I go out there, I can put those exact GPS coordinates into my phone and be right on top of it. So, 
it could potentially be a game changer. It's kind of using the same technology if you don't have a boat or yeah. if you had a boat. If you had a boat, oh, I've fished here all summer long, and these are my GPS coordinates. I'm going to I'm gonna go throw it into a uh, uh, a Helix 7 or what yeah, have you. and essentially that's what Deeper's doing. It's, yeah. it's giving you the, the, the abilities that somebody on a boat had as far as electronics are concerned. And, you know, that's the whole reason I have a Helix unit is because in the wintertime it's portable for ice fishing, and in the summertime it's on the boat. And, you know, I don't have to sit there and scour the ice to find this pile of rocks or that tree. To, to figure out where fish are right. through the ice. Yeah, and at a fraction of the cost. So the Deeper Pro Plus with the GPS and everything else that's in it, it uses your Wi-Fi on your phone, is about $190 to $209. Okay? Yeah. Now, a, a good portable unit that you could put on a float tube, man, that bad boy can cost you up to five dollars $600. Now you have a... You have to mount it, and you have to have a battery, and you have to charge it. Uh, I say the only drawback with the deeper is I only get about four hours. Now, I've been able to circumvent this because I have spare batteries. I, I bring portable battery chargers with me that I keep on my pontoon boat, my personal pontoon boat, that allows me to charge my phone. If I want to take a break midday, get up on the shoreline, I can actually plug the deeper into my portable battery and charge it right then and there. And guess what? I've just extended my four hour trip to eight hours. So, so far I've gone out on uh, three or four separate trips. I hope to be putting a blog together here real soon about it. Um, and, and given some of those snapshots, I think is key to, to understanding, Hey, this is the track that you're on. This is what you're looking at. Uh, you know, a lot of fish finders have uh, the fish ID yeah. on uh, the, the fish ID. I don't use it on, on any machine that I've ever used before. Uh, I don't think that the deeper does a very good job with the fish ID because it'll say, oh, hey, here's a clump of weeds we think might be a fish. You're really looking for that nice arc. But the deeper does do the – it graphs the arc on your phone to show that there is a fish at that location. So it That's really nice. does a lot of good jobs at a lot of different things. Yeah, and you were showing me the phone, and, like, we were on the water this morning, and it he, he went through a replay starting from the very beginning of the day he actually recorded, Dustin recorded his whole time on the water, and it showed his whole track and the changing of the contour lines. And for folks that don't know contour lines, just the depth changes in the lake at the bottom. Yep. And and it showed where fish were at that particular time. So he was able to go through just by swiping his finger and, and look at both the top map as well as the sonar picture of what he was over at any given time. So he can go back and review his trips. And for somebody that's trying to learn and get better at a lake, or a guy that's trying to get better at the lake and know where the fish are at certain times of the year, that's an amazing tool. And it's got me sold. So I'll be jumping on Amazon or wherever trying to look for, for that. Yeah, right now I think Amazon is the only place that I've been able to find it. I've looked at Cabela's. I've looked at Bass Pro. Or should I say Cabela's presented by Bass Pro. Um, and they don't carry them in store. And they don't carry any of the accessories. But Amazon definitely does. And there's a few other shops that might. Um, and not to jump on the bandwagon too much with, with deeper, but uh, for somebody who's looking for that type of device without spending big bucks and being able to record and see what they're looking at, you know, structure is going to be structure no matter where, what time of the year it is. If you find a, if, I would love to take this out to Chatfield and find that roadbed mm -hmm. uh, that I have elusively been trying to find during the ice season and, and be able to map that and say, boom, there is my GPS location all along this. Here are all the different waypoints. I can walk that to, to get on the walleye during the ice season. And then something else that you showed me that was cool is, so um, you had your your uh, 
deeper going. And a buddy of ours that fished with this morning, Chris, he had his going too. And you were able to compare maps and, and combine maps to make a bigger picture. So it's not just what you grab. I mean, so you can you can go ahead and work with your buddies to really get to know a lake. Absolutely. So if I took one half of a lake or one half of a cove and Lewis took the other half of a cove and we were both running deepers, now we can't technically combine them, but we can do is we can share them once they've been uploaded. And once they've been uploaded, you can actually, I, I would assume you'd be able to overlay them, you know, use other Adobe Photoshop type things. So you're really getting an accurate representation from two different people, even though we have completely different trolling speeds, to understand what's going on on the lake. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And then this is via cell phone and a small, like, bobber-like ball. So it makes me wonder, you know, what what is coming in the future? Is this advances as far as fishing technology and electronics? And it's like, it almost makes me think that the boating electronics are a little bit behind the curve. So, you know, I mean... There's features on there. I wish my Helix 5 had. Yeah, oh, being able to just automatically upload it and have it as a map on your... I mean, how many of us would love to just go back and say, hey, at the end of my fishing day, I want to I want to review everything that I did. And say, hey, there was a hump that I completely went over that I missed that should have been holding fish. Yeah. And then you go back and you say, you know what? As I look over this hump and I see the, the contour of the lake and I see the, the different presentations uh, within the layers of the map... I really should have sat on top of that and done a better job at jigging or, or, or whatever method you have uh, to look at. And that way you, yeah. you can reproduce it later on. And you can even break it down further. You know, you're essentially going back in time and reviewing your trip. And you're seeing, you know, what you're, you know, as long as you keep in mind of what you're using at what portions of the lake, you can see how the fish react into what you had down there. And that's a pretty big thing. So you can say, go back and look at it, like, hey, these fish actually chased a little bit higher than these fish over here with, you know, this color and this presentation off of this structure. And so you can really start to figure it out. This is essentially giving you the puzzle pieces to put it all together. So so I'm glad you said that about the, um, you know, a lot of times I forget to write stuff down and I'm terrible at it. But the deeper application that you download onto your phone, you have a calendar, you have an option for a camera. So it'll actually take a picture and incorporate that with your map. It gives you the weather, but also it gives you the ability to take a note. So if you're hovering over a spot that you found, you know, like this is just producing fish after fish after fish, I could technically go into my phone right then and there, jot down a little note saying, hey, I was using this presentation. I was using a, a, a 621 reel at a medium pace uh, retrieval, and I was getting a hit at 10 feet off the bottom. I mean, you can you can jot down the note so you never forget it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and pretty much this is electronic journaling with a map. It's combining multiple tools where in the past you had to look at your old boat sonar, maybe pull up Google Earth or Google Maps and you come home and then try to remember what you did. It's doing it all now. So that's it pretty sweet. So, uh, you got anything else to add before we end this segment? I don't. I mean, I think uh, uh, the deepers really got me sold. Um, I'd recommend it to anybody who wants to start it off. They've got three different models. Uh, you don't necessarily have to go top end. Uh, I have a thing about gear. Um, gear is, I think, the better off your gear is, the more likely you are not to break it and have a uh, have to replace it later on. So, um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, that does it for this segment, and we will talk to you all later.
wrap things up, as always, we wanted to thank you all for tuning in and catching Vantage Fishing Radio, for reading our blogs. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Always looking for great ideas, great stories, anything that needs to be known in the uh, fishing world here in Colorado and elsewhere. Please bring it to our attention. We love to write about it, love to talk about it. And we're also always looking for uh, new writers and uh, folks to join us on VFR. So um, if you got a unique take or something that you really want to talk about fishing wise, hit us up. So we're always looking for uh, folks to uh, add to the great base of uh, fishing knowledge that we're growing here between the blog and Vantage Fishing Radio. We're striving to help uh, become better anglers ourselves and as in doing so, we're working to make you better anglers too. So don't forget to share Vantage Fishing Radio as well as the blogs on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever else you can find us. I think we're on Instagram as well. It's uh, much appreciated.